I honestly still can't believe that my current plan is, all right, guess we're going home. Welcome to Push In, the Cinevic Podcast. I'm your host, Joyce Klein, coming to you from the unceded territory of the Lekwungen-speaking peoples, otherwise known as beautiful Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. One of the highlights of Cinevic's Short Circuit Pacific Rim Film Festival is CineSpark, an annual screenplay pitch competition in which regional filmmakers compete for a production package of cash, resources, and equipment rentals worth a hefty $17,500, and they're guaranteed a premiere so they can actually bring their screenplay right to the big screen. It's super exciting to see new films emerge from this competition, and I'm eager to hear from today's guest, first-time screenwriter, producer, and winner of CineSpark 2020, Anne-Marie Hack. Hi, Anne-Marie. Congratulations on the upcoming premiere of Wishing Fall. Hi, Joyce. Thank you so much for having me. Scene one. Disclaimer alert. We pitched against each other in 2020. What did pitching before a jury and an audience feel like for you? Yes. Well, that was very interesting because we had it online and it was a bit delayed uh, because of when we were supposed to have it. So pitching online was really interesting. I think it gave... um, the space for a lot of creativity and uh, advantage as we had seen from our fellow pitchers. For myself, it was super nice because I could have like a sticky note on the side of like X, Y, and Z is what I want to talk about and make sure it was there. And I felt for myself uh, knowing like this is my first film. I have no experience. Even I um, get the the grant and, and do this like I got to build it from scratch. So my pitch was centered around, this is the heart and soul. This is the story I'm hoping to tell and, and will tell with the team. And I'm, I'm very fortunate that uh, the judges saw something in that story. Every aspect of Wishing Fall, acting, directing, cinematography, sound design, it's just stellar. So how did you, as a newbie filmmaker, from a remote, rural part of BC, find such an amazing cast and crew. Thank you. That was pretty much a one-year process. So fortunately, um, you know, amidst uh, the pandemic, I had time on my side, and that really helped. Uh, I basically, when I I won, I think I had this moment of like, oh, I really need to figure this out now. Um, and so it was that same process of like, I emailed all of my profs and I asked for recommendations and I reached out to a few of um, fellow pitches and asked for recommendations and uh, pitchers, I mean, and uh, just just tried to see who was interested and who would be willing. Um, and I think at that time, still everyone was still working on their own projects. And when the pandemic and COVID finally took fold, I think nobody really knew what to expect. Um, fortunately, I had what I would call like our core team, which is um, our director, James Wicker, and um, our director of photography, Rylan Gladson. Um, I call them like the boys. They're the boys that I, I check in with, and they've been on this project with me for the past two years, which is incredible. And through them as well, and um, their connecting and their recommendations, we were able to eventually 
uh, build the the cast and the crew that we had. It took a long time. Um, the biggest struggle for me was I really, really wanted a Filipino actor as one of the protagonists. I had written it specifically for a Filipino role. And uh, through like the casting process, it was amazing. We found Graham, like the character of Graham so easily. Sean Baker is incredible. Like he, he was, he was Graham, but finding uh, the uh, the actor for Emil took a full year. Jericho Cabinas is uh, our Emil. And I just, when we did his audition, I'll never forget, we, we had this lovely question, James, our director had asked like, any any thoughts or anything you're curious about or want to know or anything like you, you would like to share um, after having read the script and Jericho had said you know I just want you to know that I really connected with this having uh, also a stepfather that's um, Caucasian and and he shared with us that the story of these two different cultures trying to find a connection and place together was something that really resonated for him and it was for me, and I just and we discussed with the rest of uh, the crew, James and Rylan after like that was the center of Wishing Fall, and to have um, one of our lead actors really connect with that is more than I could have ever asked for. So I'm I'm so so grateful that the stars aligned to have found Jericho, um, because as I said, there it got to even a place where I had to consider re- rewriting that role, and I think I was too stubborn to want to let that go. So I'm really glad it paid off at the end. Scene two. Wishing Falls is an incredibly accomplished film, especially for a first film. How did you come to filmmaking? Both of my parents are immigrants to Canada. So I think I watched them navigate social settings and sort of the family setting and being immigrants to Canada through their own struggles um, and and their own um, barriers of their only language they could speak to each other was English. Uh, that was uh, so that was a common household of ours, like how we connected and communicated, um, as well as through film. And so I think uh, I just have all these memories of growing up watching like the Brady Bunch or some sitcom and just uh, I think maybe too much taking it to like okay this is how one operates in Canadian society (laughs) and and I just have so much love for film and how it can um, even to this day some of my fondest memories are when I worked for Houston Today my mom would be in the living room watching her Filipino channel and uh, uh, knitting some slippers and I could be um, beside her working on a, uh, an article or researching or something and still sharing this space and I could understand a lot of the you know shows and the dramas that were happening even though I don't speak Tagalog and so this barrier of language of culture and connection um, even with my mother who's um, Filipina I was I was able to share with her because of film so I think film has such a deep um, deep intrinsic part of my path towards it and and, and desire to share stories. Scene three. Uh, you were raised in Wet'suwet'en territory around Houston. And as you said, your father's Czechoslovakian, your mother's Filipina. 
Did that influence you in either just generally in some way in your filmmaking or particularly in this film? In terms of my parents' culture and where they came from, I think it has heavily influenced me and as well as Houston, BC and the Wet'suwet'en Territory. I grew up being mistaken as First Nations. So in my adult life, I do try and make that opportunity known what my heritage is and where my parents are from, because I don't want to be mistaken for representing voices that I do not represent. And I think very much so it was a really big reason why I was fighting so hard to have a Filipino actor for Wishing Fall. And it's it's just amazing how the last two years have really shaped and reminded me what's so important and I think knowing and seeing how much easier it is to live in BC and be close to my family and and that becomes so much more of a priority and and knowing that, wow, if I lived in Toronto where, yeah, maybe I'll be making this impact as a multicultured film writer in Toronto, I think I might be missing out on a lot of my roots and I have the North to very much thank for that. So, yeah. I honestly still can't believe that my current plan is, all right, guess we're going home. Thank you so much, Anne-Marie, and best of luck with Wishing Fall at your premiere and on the rest of the festival circuit. Thank you so much, Joyce. Tail Slate. And that's a wrap. Join me, your host, Joyce Klein, for the next episode of Push In, the Cinevic Podcast. <laughs>